It's the story of two lovely pochas who were brought up in a very complex world. One has skin just like Coco, brown and pretty. The other one's got curls. Till the one day that these pochas got together, they started talking about their pocha strife. They decided that they would start a podcast so we could hear about the Pocha life, the Pocha life, the Pocha life, so we could hear all about the Pocha life. Hey, and welcome to the Pocha podcast. I am Kat. I'm Charlene. And this is Episodio 17. Dang. I know. Can you believe we've gotten that far? Barely. So we are so excited to be back. It's August. It's sweltering here in the Southwest. Um, Hot. Although we have nothing to complain in comparison to Yuma, Arizona. I hear you, boo. It's hot there. Mm. Melty. And in this episode, this is what we'll be talking about. We'll give you a little bit of a taste. We're talking about uh, getting COVID testing or tested Mm -hmm. because Charlene, you and I have been through that. We're going to talk about the art and the career of cleaning. And for Arquea de Nuevo, because everybody be doing it, online shopping. We're going to check your, your basket and see if you got yes. anything in there. <laughs> get, get yourself ready. Clear it out if necessary. Whose basket are you checking and do you have permission? Yes. So, Charlene, whew, we're still not in the same place at the same time. But, you know... It's like that with everybody. I have a Zoom every Sunday with my family at 3 p.m. Mountain time. Everybody got to remember because there's plenty of us around the country where we do a check-in because we haven't seen each other physically in a really long time. Exactly. And I miss you. I know. It's so sad. There was a bug. <laughs> I'm keeping this in here. <laughs> How scary was that bug? <laughs> it was, mm, it looked like a flea. I don't really know that I know what a flea looks like, but if I had to guess, that looked like a flea. Uh, it's, it's probably just a little fruit fly. It's okay. But that just goes to show like where we're where we're having to do these things like completely separate you're in your garage i'm in my kitchen (laughs) just not but five minutes ago we had someone who was washing dishes back there (laughs) so i was stalling the recording until it could get done but that's where we're at that happens and you know what also happens is if you're out and about in the times of our pandemic and you find out later that maybe someone in your circle has tested positive and you might need to get yourself tested. Mm-hmm. Or e- even if someone doesn't test positive, but there's some symptoms that are questionable. Right. Yes, we have both been in that instance. And, you know, I, I understand our stay-at-home orders currently are stay home and unless it's absolutely necessary, don't go out. Um, and for a lot of people, that's just not feasible for many reasons. I think one people's mental health is suffering. Uh, you know, people can't just stay locked up in their house or, um, 
people are taking care of other folks that don't live in their house that are elderly or for whatever reason can't get out on their own. Maybe they have, you know, compromised immune systems or things like that. In my particular case, um, my husband goes out to work every day. I'm fortunate enough to get to stay at home and work, but he definitely has to go out for work um, and is careful and wears a mask and all that. But it definitely increases the risk because he's around other folks. And then also we have my son, um, is he's my stepson. He spends time at his mom's house, his biological mom's house too. And so he's around a whole different set of people and the, the rules and the things that are acceptable in that household might be a little bit different. And so there's always the introduction of risk to our house um, in those ways that, you know, we're not just sealed up in our house. I mean, that's just not what's happening here. And, and there's just tons of variables. Mm -hmm. just variables that are outside of your control yes you can control your in-home environment but there are things outside of that you and I Charlene both have blended families in that one or in our case all four of the kids go back and forth between um, biological parents and so there are those uncontrollable variables that they they that they encounter at another household and also Mm -hmm. two of our kids I really can't call them kids anymore Mm-hmm. are over 18 and they're going to go right. out and do things on their own and as much as we want to say don't forget your mask don't forget your mask don't forget your mask mm-hmm. they're also in that age group where they're like uh, what's going to happen to me it's fine mm-hmm. and we were all there i'm not i'm not saying that no you know, absolutely we, we were all there you know in our own way in that age group which is why part of the reason why that age group is really susceptible right now right. not because their particular age makes them more susceptible but they're you know, invincible attitude potentially makes them uh, a little more risky. So absolutely. And so when you have some of those variables outside of your control and, you know, um, contact contact tracing, maybe not necessarily Mm -hmm. through the government, but through people you know, like, oh, well, in our case, it was a spouse of a friend of ours. And so that put us at risk Mm -hmm. and we were like, oh, shit, well, now we're going to have to go get mm-hmm. tested. Mm-hmm. Um, another situation that we had was someone who was house-sitting for us um, or pet-sitting. The place that he worked at had mm. an outbreak. Yeah. So so then that means that we, we go get tested, right? And that mm-hmm. process, what was that process like for you? So I had heard a couple of horror stories from some friends that are either in the medical profession or are working essential jobs who have gone to, you know, just be tested every so often just to make sure that they're okay uh, because they are around larger groups of people or different people that that they don't live with and that are are complete strangers that they may not know their habits. Um, But I heard some scary, scary things. So I was a little bit nervous, but uh, we did, you know, after, and I'm not going to lie, we did, on one occasion go and um, be around some folks that we thought had been really diligent about their own uh, where they had been and whatnot and you just I mean it's you just can't so it's these calculated risks and I you know I understand that that that's where people are getting in you know in trouble here um, and and getting sick but we did we went out um, to see a couple of friends and then just felt like maybe that was not the best choice and so we waited a little while and went and got tested and Honestly, we were in line for 
um, maybe 45 minutes or so. And it was like 6.30 in the morning. We got there super early, waiting in line, in cars, right, in a line of cars. Um, drove up to the spot. The lady came to the window all, I mean, hazmat, ET-looking, like, suit, um, got our information, and then she's, she said, this isn't the super deep swab. This is the one that will only go, like, an inch and a half inside your nostrils, which I immediately felt this giant sense of relief. Like, she's not going to be trying to poke the memories in my brain with the swab. <laughs> made me feel slightly better. Uh, and then she did the little swish-swish. Uh, went to the other side of the car, did my husband swish, swish. And then within 48 hours, we got a text and they told us, well, you'll get a text if it's negative. Someone will call you if it's positive because then they want to get the information. Where have you been in the last however many days, all the things. Uh, and both of us were negative, fortunately, which we didn't have symptoms and we had not been in contact with anyone who had actually been positive, but it was just out of caution so that it wasn't bad at all I mean the turnaround time was amazing and I will say this was one of the private facilities this wasn't like Department of Health or anything like that so I think that's why the the testing method and the turnaround time were a little bit different but what was it like for you I think you went before I did so what was your uh, experience we did and I recorded it um I went back <laughs> <laughs> wait of why are you laughing <laughs> um and so I recorded it. The whole entire experience took about five minutes from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was a two-part series. It was held in the parking lot at, at uh, one of our, um, one of our hospitals. Thank you. I was forgetting the mm-hmm. word. And they did it very like fast food drive through style. Mm-hmm. So the first, your first stop is someone who's asking you, you know, you're, uh, name, social, date of birth, um, mm-hmm. phone number. And then they ask you things like, have you traveled? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my case, and, and all things being real here on the borderland, I travel to see my mom in Texas. I go to El Paso. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't make unnecessary stops. I don't go shopping. In fact, I I have Instacart apps so that I can help my mom shop so that she doesn't have to go. Right. Um, I I go see her every once in a while. Um, so they ask you about your travel, um, if you have any symptoms, and you know basically get a rundown, a, a slight contact tracing, if you will. Sure. And then then you, then you drive, you pull in, you pull forward, and then someone does the nose swab for you. And these people were so amazing because this was before the real, real hot of the summer got going. Mm-hmm. But they are out in the sun. They stop at around 11 or noon. They're out in the sun in their PPE, full on yes. gloves, all of the things, face shield, everything. Mm-hmm. So that you know that they're sweating in there. You know that they're losing a whole bunch of like body water hanging out there doing this for us. So for we sure. were incredibly thankful for them being out there. And there, the line, it was a chinga of cars out there waiting mm-hmm. to to have people tested. And um, it was a really, it's a, I mean, it's inc- the process itself is incredibly simple. The 48-hour wait, though, is, that mm-hmm. was, that was the hard part was. Were you worried? Were you freaking out a little bit? A little bit. A little worrisome. I mean, 
I I thought about it more than a few times. I'm not gonna lie, but it wasn't giving me anxiety because the people we had been around hadn't mentioned anything or hadn't had symptoms or anything like that, nor had anyone they had been around. And really it was precautionary so that we felt better about being in the world and being around the kids and all that good stuff. So I wasn't super freaked out, but it was nice to have a pretty quick turnaround. I I think the thing that freaked me out the most in, in terms of the waiting was so in in our situation, it was a, a spouse of a friend of ours that had worked with someone who, who ended up testing positive in their work environment. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in between the time that we had seen her and the time we got tested and the time we found out that there was um, someone positive in their sphere, I had seen my mom. Right. Yeah. And even though I'm pretty safe when I see my mom, mm-hmm. it was that was still very like, oh shit. And sure. we have a child who has type one diabetes. So Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. thoughts were going through my head of like, oh my God, this is the worst 48 hours. I mean, I Mm -hmm. didn't, I I wasn't anxious the entire time, but it certainly did cross my mind of, damn, you know, if anything happens, it's, it's because of me or it's, you know, that, that went through my mind. Sure. And and these are certain, those are certainly the moments that make you really conscious of this is how this happens, right? One person unknowingly just goes about their business. I mean, if you're big, we are, we are mask wearers. I'm saying we, you and I, we are mask wearers. We, we go out very sparingly. We don't, I mean, we're not out challenging the universe to give us COVID, right? We're, we're being pretty safe um, and taking some calculated risks. Like you're going to see your mom and, you know, there's other things that we're doing that, that are a calculated risk for sure. But in those moments you do, you think about this is how it happens. Who have I been around? Who was I with? Am I gonna infect other people? And, um, even in your household, cause the same, the blended family, all of that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, but highly recommend people getting tested. If you're working out and about, if you're, around people that are coming in and out of your house that you know are I know some people too I have some um, my brother and sister-in-law have uh, my brother-in-law's parents are pretty elderly and they have healthcare workers that go into the house to take Mm, care of the uh elderly mom and so they I mean the healthcare workers have have you know basically taken an oath to their employer to say they're going to be responsible and all of these things but you don't know you don't know what other people are doing so um it's just good to know where they're doing testing wherever you live what the turnaround time is what the testing is going to be like so that you can feel a little bit more confident going in Um, and then just know just know for sure so that you're not out uh and you could be asymptomatic right like you could test positive and not be showing symptoms so it's just good to know if you're feeling curious if you're feeling unsure just get tested right but always wear your mask fool Always wear your mask and wash your hands. Although that washing the hands thing, I have had a lot of conversations about different areas where we have colonias in our state. That's not exactly a possibility. So, but mm-hmm. if you wear a mask, a bandana, cut it. I've seen people who have cut their shirts so that they can put it over their face. Like every mm-hmm. anything is better than nothing. And we're not ma- wearing the mask to protect ourselves from someone else. We're wearing the mask to protect someone else from us. Because we right. can be asymptomatic and mm-hmm. and our breath will just take those droplets out into the mm. ether. 
Yeah, I, I saw a, somebody posted something that said, walk around the world like you know you have it and are asymptomatic versus I'm trying to keep from getting it. Uh, just makes your mindset a little bit different about what you're touching, how you're moving through the spaces that you're moving through, whether it be at the grocery store or even at your own house. So, And thank our thoughtful. essential workers. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Be respectful. Be thoughtful. It's not, you know, um, I know that there are people who are very upset by losing their rights and all these things. And, uh, you know, I just, if that's how you are feeling oppressed, I am, I just want to light a little candle for you for a lot of other reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what? Yeah. I have to constantly tell myself not to read the comments on posts because then I go from wanting to light a candle to just, oh, let's just Molotov cocktail because this is wanting not working. Wanting to light somebody's ass up? Yes, because mm-hmm. it's yeah, just I not know. working. Oh, no. oh, this in this day and age. But, you know, go online, find a place like find Charlene, place. like Charlene wisely is telling you. Mm-hmm. If you're taking those calculated risks, it's better to know if you're positive or not. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Health will typically have free tests. You are listening to the Pocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. You always sound so sweet and like ladylike. It's all a lie. It is. You said it as you were holding (laughs) your glass of wine. (laughs) Maybe I was. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Man, this is episode 17. Episodio 17. Wow. Well, tonight, aside from testing, there is the flip side of testing, which is cleaning your house and making sure that uh, you wipe off your knobs. That didn't sound good. That you wipe off your door handles. Wow. (laughs) Um, But we also wanted to talk this episode about cleaning. And for me, there's an art. There's two facets to it. When, when When you brought this up, there's the art of cleaning and then there's mm. the career of cleaning. Yeah. What what was cleaning like for you as a kid? Because this is a thing for me. So I want to know. If, I, I know I'm a freak, but I want to know what yours was like. So we had, there were three biologicals that grew up together in in our household. And I was the youngest, so I probably got the shittiest job, which was cleaning the bathroom. And mm-hmm. that was my every weekend. That was the chore that we had to do. And there were other things, you know, there was the, the clean the furniture, um, vacuum, every day was the kitchen and, and whatnot, but mine was the bathroom. And there were a couple parts of my parents' bathroom that had brass, and I scrubbed them until they shined every weekend so that my mm-hmm. mom can look at it and be like, oh, you did a great job. And mm-hmm. so that's that's what I remember the most about cleaning wow. when I was a kid. Um, but also we had to be thorough. None of this. Oh, yeah. Okay, I washed the dishes. I'm done. And then my mom would be like, ¿Y the floor qué? Mm-hmm. And ¿Y el estufa? Did you wipe down everything? Did you also oh, yeah. do laundry while you were doing? So mm-hmm. we had to be <laughs> thorough. It was not just it was not just a one shot and you're done. It was like everything had Agreed. to be cleaned. Agreed. And there was no, we didn't, we had a dishwasher but we couldn't use it, which I always <laughs> really didn't understand. Um, it was just a status symbol, apparently. Yes. <laughs> we had a dishwasher. We had um, one, too. It made for a great drying rack. <laughs> right. 
right? Why? Like, store your pots and pans in there. That's when you knew you were moving up. You didn't have to store your pots and pans in the oven. You could put them in the dishwasher we for used storage. The, we used the dishwasher when we had Visita. That's oh, when yeah. we used it. <laughs> well, that's when you bring out the good shit. That's the show. Mira, tienen dishwasher. Muy fancy. Stupid. What was cleaning for you? Oh, my God. It was torturous. I literally, I have this horrible memory of, and it's not that I didn't do the cleaning. I did the cleaning, but it wasn't to the standard of my mother. And so my boyfriend came to pick me up from the house. And I'm literally standing in the hallway around the corner from the front door. And I hear her telling him, no. She can't come out because she didn't clean her room or whatever the hell it was. And I was freaking mortified, but she didn't let me go. Like, have you lost your mind? I mean, to the level that my sister, it was just my sister and I, my sister and I, there was a point, I don't remember how often we had to do this, but I do remember that we would have to clean the vents to the air conditioner with bleach and a toothbrush wow like unscrew them and put them in the sink and clean them wow did she test your work after you were done did she go over there and like white glove it and like no Uh uh-uh well you heard me yes of course she's like no she can't go because i found one speck of dust on the underside of some shit nobody's looked at since (laughs) 1962 have you lost your mind no she was intense intense i will say though that if you ever need to get some kind of a stain out of any kind of material my mom's the person to call because she'll give you the exact formulation that you need to mix up to get the stain out how do you get it out of blood in your carpet oh she'll tell you okay without a she won't bat an eye which is terrifying (laughs) she'll be like niha do you have peroxide what (laughs) don't you want to know why there's blood irrelevant get the peroxide (laughs) Make sure it's 0.02 percent. What? She's yeah, it's bad. Wow. Mm-hmm. So why did you think of cleaning as a topic? Yes, partially because obviously I'm traumatized from my childhood. Obviously, <laughs> this is therapy. But, okay. <laughs> yes, uh, but also as you know, every time you turn on the TV or social media or anything like that, we're talking about COVID and we're talking about the different facets of COVID. And one of those facets is how the Latinx population is disproportionately being affected by this virus. Um, You know, and I, for those people not in the know about what that means, I think there can be this misconception that Latinos are just irresponsible or have poor immune systems and are just getting sick more often than other people. And that's, that's not the case. Um, and this also goes for black and indigenous people. So black indigenous and uh, Latino people are really disproportionately affected by this. And a lot of that has to do with Latinos being more um, likely to be in jobs that are essential, that are considered essential. So frontline workers, you know, food industry workers, Janitorial staff at hospitals, soon to be at schools or for many states, schools have opened. So your janitorial staff, who cleans up at the hospital? The doctors get all, you know, doctors and nurses, we know we're saying thank you to them. When they leave the surgical suite, who do you think's cleaning up? Like there are people and a lot of these people happen to be Latino. So 
that brought it up for me. And then, of course, my childhood trauma. So it just made me think about how uh, how this is happening for our folks. And um, there's there's a stereotype that is so, so deeply, deeply ingrained into Hollywood that is the uh, the, the Mexican person. maid. Yeah, the Latino maid, right? So right. I don't know. That's what I was thinking about. No, I see that. I, I think um, um, when I when I was talking about or when I had introduced the segment as being cleaning as an art and cleaning as a career, there is, you know, our traumatization, the art of cleaning that we grew up with, how to do it, how mm-hmm. to do it well. And then the mm-hmm. career aspect of it, and that's the reality is we are the stereotypical made in the hotel room, you know, cleaning mm-hmm. up after people. Um Latinx people along with black and indigenous um, doing that that type of job and it's also something that familially people might be familiar with in that so my paternal grandmother cleaned houses and did laundry uh, to bring Mm -hmm. money home Um, some tias have done house cleaning my mom did house cleaning to help supplement the income and that's something that's that's just very mm-hmm. very close to who I am I things that I know things that I know of and how to treat people mm-hmm. um, but yeah that's that's what I was thinking of in terms of bringing this to the table as as a topic well and the st- I mean the stereotype comes from something right there there was an article that was put out by the uh, Center for Economic and Policy Research where the most common occupation for Hispanic women, uh, and I'm not going to say Latinx because they they said Hispanic, so um, is a maid or housekeeper. That was the most common singular occupation for a Hispanic female. Uh, For males, it was construction workers, just for some reference for you. And I mean, the stereotype exists for a reason, right? And I agree with you. I think... um, it is, it's a weird, I definitely, there was a period in my life when my parents were still married and my sister and I were living at home where we had a, someone who would come and clean our house. And oh my gosh, this woman was amazing. She was, um, she was like family. She, I mean, she would, you know, we knew her kids, her kids would come over. Like she was this wonderful, wonderful woman. And, um, and that didn't last very long. And then there have been times in my adult life where there were times where it was like, oh, so-and-so got laid off and they're like the tia or whoever is looking for work. Can you, if anybody knows somebody and if you have an extra 50 bucks, you're like, oh yeah, she could come clean the house, you know, because it was like putting somebody to work with the skill set that they had. Right. I want to tell you, if you're not far following Amaro's Cleaning on Instagram, what? do it now. Pause so people can get on there. Amaro's Cleaning, Instagram. This woman, I don't know her racial background. I don't know her ethnicity. She looks brown-ish. She is in people's houses taking video and telling you, like, this is how you clean this particular thing. This is what you don't do. Don't be looking at people's bedroom, bedside drawers. Don't do that. That's not yours to look in. Mm -hmm. Like, just giving tips and tricks. This is how you fold the little cute clamshell in the toilet paper roll. Like all the things she's amazing uh this, yes talk about cleaning as an art 
this lady. She earned, I mean, I, she better be getting paid well because this person is phenomenal. Phenomenal. She's amazing. Check it out. Um, okay. Um, Amaro Cleaning. Where's, where's that, she out of? Instagram. I don't even know where she's out of. But this, this person is amazing. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, it just says Amaro's Cleaning. And, and not accepting new clients. Don't try. Well, because she's good. 45,000 followers. Damn. And she's only following 10. Oh, Damn. And those 10, mm-hmm. it's Dawn and N Dust and <laughs> Fabuloso <laughs> Clean and Tide. And <laughs> those are the those are the folks who like if they say thus and such brand gets it out, then you're like, "Okay, I'm shifting brands. I'm now brand loyal to whatever it is, like Comet Heck Cleaners yes. or whatever." For sure. Because they know. She knows. Yes, she knows. I'm telling you, she's the star. She's the rock star. But when I say the Latina maid, who like Hollywood, who do you think of? You mean someone specific or just in general? What do they look like? No, like specifically, who comes to your mind? What role? What actress? Oh, there's a character actor that is an older lady. Oh, from, uh, um, she was Karen's maid in Will and Grace. Rosario. Rosario. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Although she had attitude. She oh, had she attitude and did not put up with shit from Karen. And maybe she that's why I best. liked her. Why? Who was who's yours? She passed away. She, she was the best. Mm-hmm. Poor one out. She was the best. I mean, there's so many. There's the the J Lo glamorous maid, made in Manhattan. Um, there's the animated Consuela on Family Guy. <laughs> there's uh, e- even you know. So Eva Longoria was one of the producers of that show, um, Devious Maids, where it was about the maids and they were trying to not stereotype the maids, but they were all Latina. They were complex characters, but at the end of the day, none of them were the boss. They were all maids, you know? They all went in as the maids. Um, But this tripped me out. Lupe Ontiveros, which you probably say, that sounds familiar. Who is she? Also known as the lady who killed Selena Uh in the Selena movie. Oh, I know who that is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Poor lady. She'll never (laughs) not be the lady who killed Selena in the show. Uh, This woman has been interviewed. She says she has played a maid housekeeper over 150 times in her career. Wasn't she the maid in Goonies? Yes. That yep. is my favorite time she was a maid. She was Rosalita in the Goonies, where it's hilarious. The kid is translating for her and like talk, like cussing and saying all kinds of stuff. She, that was the best. She was a maid in things like the original Charlie's Angel series. She was a maid in Desperate Housewives, Who's the Boss, some show called Veronica's Closet, the movie Good As It Gets. She's been in a ton of things as the maid. A hundred and f- you had me at that. A hundred and fifty, uh-huh. over a hundred and fifty times she's been a maid. Y pobrecita, she's still the lady that killed Selena. Wow, that just goes to show you. I mean, I know that we stereotype types of actors. So um, a lot of Muslim or, or uh, people who mm-hmm. follow Islam they're stereotyped as the terrorist. Sure, sure, sure. If you're Latinx gentleman, you're a cholo or you do landscaping. Mm-hmm. Mm, word. And if, or you're a drug dealer. A drug dealer. Yes. Can I blow your mind one more time about Lupe? Yes, blow my mind. From El Paso. No! From, From El, Paso. El Paso. Wow, okay. All right, Lupe, come by. Swing by and see Hi, us. Lupe. Mm-hmm. Holler. Right? Wow. Yeah. 
And she's made a good career. I mean, she has quote unquote good, depending on how you look at good career. But she's able to provide for her family and everything being a maid on 150 plus movies. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we talk we talk about all the time representation matters. And is it getting your foot in the door to be in Hollywood and be paid to where you can support yourself and, and your family? Even though you're filling those stereotypical roles and trying to be bigger, better, always trying to get that seat at the table. I mean, I could argue for that. I could totally argue for that. Because of her, other people have gotten roles. This is true. Yeah. Wow. I'm still blown away by 150 plus roles. Like that's all that they've written in for this individual mm-hmm. or that, that that's all they, they've written in for a Latinx individual was to be mm-hmm. a maid. Yep. Wow. All Crazy, right, Hollywood, right? you got to step up. Come on, Hollywood. Give Lupe an Emmy, an Oscar, uh, something because that's too much. <laughs> well... <sighs> and Hollywood's got to step up. We can give her the Bocha Award. We should have Bocha Awards at the end of the year. That should I be a thing. It. That's happening. Lupe's getting the first one. She, she, she is. <laughs> Lupe, don't listen to this particular episode. Because <laughs> then we're going to spoil it for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, come December, end of year, around there, we'll just put it out there that we'll get some Bocha Awards out. Yes. Yeah, so if you're in El Paso... And you're listening to us right now and you grew up next to Lupe and you still talk to her cousin and her neighbor and her all the things <laughs> don't tell her please but you can tell her eventually to be a fan of the Bocha podcast which is what you okay. are listening to I'm Kat <gasps> I'm Charlene and Charlene que hay de nuevo in your world <sighs> all the things everything's new every day is a new this is true no you're speaking truths new day you never know what's gonna try to kill us what's gonna try to oppress us what's gonna be on fire you never know every day is a new decade exactly it's like remember that uh any given sunday is like every given monday what's gonna happen (laughs) what happened and then i feel like we somebody posted this the other day we did we skip the murder hornets? Because I feel like we skipped the murder hornets. We skipped talking about it, yes. Because, I mean, we went from murder hornet to something else was trying to kill us all over again. You can't even keep up with what's trying to kill us. No, 2020 no. has been a year. Has mm-hmm. been a year. They're shortening the, the time frame for you to be able to do your census. So get your census out. <gasps> um Shameless plug. They're trying to fuck with the postal service so that your votes mm-hmm. will get there slower. Make sure that you're registered to vote if you can vote and make sure that you vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for, but really. It kind of matters. It kind of <laughs> matters. And vote early because apparently they're fucking with the post office so that it's all slow. Yeah, every week is something new. But one thing that is consistent <gasps> and has been even more so a part of our lives since the pandemic since we can't go out and shop since we can't Mm -hmm. and shouldn't even if you can go out to marshall's maybe it's not the wisest idea don't don't make that your risk factor make maybe groceries your risk factor not a new sports bra but shopping online yes that has been in part a saving grace because it feels like christmas every time i get a new package (laughs) (laughs) 
but also it is now a coping mechanism. So I have to just put the, I like put things in your shopping cart and then forget about them. So that way you don't, you aren't compelled to buy shit you don't need. Oh, that's a hobby of mine. I call it fake shopping. Fake shopping. Oh yeah. Josh will ask me, what are you doing? I say fake shopping. I fill my cart. Like I will even set myself a limit, uh, $250. And then I will fake shop on a site until I fill up my cart to $250 and then I'll never check out. I'm just like, I feel like I shopped. I feel like I added the things to cart and then I move on. It's very satisfying. So you fill up your shopping cart, max it out to whatever. You know what that reminds me of? Um, remember that time we used to travel and they had those magazines in there where um, the Sky Mall where you can like oh, yeah. just view all the and you you went per page and you said you're allowed one thing per page. What would you pick? That's what that oh, reminds yes. me of. But oh that's, my gosh, you used to do that? Oh, heck yeah. <gasps> that's the funnest game. You can pick one thing. What would you get? Right? Sky Mall. Exactly. I feel that way. So one of my favorite sites to go to and fake shop is a site called Woot.com, W-O-O-T.com. And it's owned now by Amazon, the big beast, who, by the way, uh, Mr. Bezos was born and raised in Albuquerque. So it's owned by Amazon, but the purpose of that is it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like big lots where things go, where excess merchandise goes to be sold. Mm. So it's a, a warehouse, clearinghouse kind of thing. And they have a product of the day that is featured that's less than what you would get it on Amazon or in the store. So I like to go there and they have things categorized like home, electronics, sports and outdoors. I I don't know. Those are my three favorite, I think. And I'll go in by category and just see what they have and fake shop. Like, oh, that's cool. I don't need it. I don't need that 100th Adidas pullover. Add to cart. Add to cart. But I, It's like the clearance rack of the interwebs. It is. And the best thing about this cart, though, is that they, they only have a certain amount. So let's say they only have hmm. 100 of those hoodie sweaters. If hmm. I put it in my cart, but it gets sold, like they don't, since they don't have anything more than 100, if it gets sold, then it's just out of my cart automatically. Mm. And then I don't feel bad because I just didn't go in enough time to purchase it. So that's not, I mean, for me, that's not so bad. Then I, I just, like oh, I just missed out. It's fine. It's okay. Your procrastination saves you money. Exactly. It's fine. But online yeah. shopping has been, you know, for a lot of people, a savior mm-hmm. in, in the very practical form of, okay, I need X, Y, and Z, but I don't want to go to Walmart or to another mm-hmm. store to get it, but I can get it if I shop online and do curbside pickup or mm-hmm. just have it delivered. So sure. in a practical sense, online shopping has been a savior. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that it's made things accessible that you wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to purchase. So things as small as Latinx specific, like the Me Too shop, Latinx specific mm-hmm. items or items that are made in Latin America that they're trying to help the community by doing it online. They're, these are now accessible as well, which is really cool. I do love that. Items that you would have had to live in, uh, you would have had to live in downtown El Paso or downtown LA, or you would have never even known existed because you wouldn't have been walking down that street are now available if you just have a, 
an imaginative Google search um, in your brain. You can just find it. It's amazing. So what have you what have you purchased since pandemic times, either as a necessity or even better as a small gift that is helping you cope with the times? Mm. Well, one funny thing, sometimes I order things and they come in multiple deliveries. And so I'll get one thing that I remembered I ordered. And then a few days later, I'll get something else. And my husband will be like, what'd you order? I'm like, I look at him like, I don't know. Are you <laughs> How am I supposed to know? Do you, do you understand my life right now? No. Um, but I, I, online groceries, absolutely. I, Instacart or I have done Walmart pickup. I love that. Um, we have definitely tried Blue Apron a couple of times since this all started, like the cook at home meal kit, meal prep kit, whatever. Um, I've ordered makeup online. Makeup that I know I've used before, not experimental things, but if I usually buy this type of thing at eyeliner, know, Sephora, yeah, things that are definite. Yeah. You're not trying to skin match or color match your skin no, to something. No, no, okay. Online. No, but like the Kat Von D eyeliner that I need in my life. I know I want it. I know the color. I order it. Boom. Um, I've ordered alcohol online. Bah. I know. Wine. I've seen um, alcohol, but I try to see if I can't find it over here. Oh, that's right. You do have the wine thing that, yeah, okay. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wine. Um, I One thing, though, that makes me really happy. So for the last several months, you're, I feel like you're going to judge me right now. Because, Probably. Well, you're going to judge <laughs> me. For the last several months, I will notice someone post something on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, just people that I don't necessarily know well that I don't hang out with all the time, but will having a hard time or they're going through some stuff. So I will send them a little gift. I'll find their address and I will send them a little gift. I, I figure you're going to judge me because I haven't sent you shit and you've posted a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I'm expecting those Air Jordans any time now. Damn it. Uh, no, but that's for example, super this, sweet. Yeah, this girl that I know, I've known her since middle school. We're not super close friends, but, you know, I grew up with her a little bit in middle school. And she, her husband, for whatever reason, had kidney failure and was on the transplant list. And it was starting to get kind of dire. And she, he got put on dialysis and she, she decided to go and get tested and see if she was a match, which is not likely. But she was a match. So she donated a, a kidney to him. So they both went through this crazy surgery, and I there's this website called I Heart Guts, uh huh, <laughs> and they, they sell all kinds of things that are shaped like organs, bodily organs, and um, so I sent her a little kidney keychain and a little kidney um, pin, and one of them says, "When you're in love, you are I N E." And the reason I know this existed is because my husband had to have a kidney out several years ago when I was actually pregnant with our daughter. And it was pretty traumatic as an emergency surgery, and it was just a whole thing. But um, So every year for Christmas, I give him something that's a kidney because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> but, you know, I sent her these little trinkets just as a, like, hey, man, humans are still good. Believe in the world. We're all going to be okay kind of thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> when you're in love. 
<laughs> it's good. They have all kinds of stuff. You should check out the site. It's funny. I heart guts. They have um, uterus uteruses. Is that a plural? Uteri. Uteri. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Testicles, hearts, brains, all the things. Stuffed animals. I got all the things. Like stuffed kidneys. It's adorable. It's a great site. I heart guts. Check it out. Um, the last I thing this. I checked, right? <laughs> the last thing I ordered uh, right after the kidneys was um, my niece was going through a rough time. She had a breakup. It was her first real breakup, and it broke my heart um, because she's already in her twenties, never really had a boyfriend until this, and then she, you know, had a had a pretty rough breakup. And so there's a site called Happy Box. Ooh. Yes, Happy Box, and it is woman owned. And you can fill the box with whatever you choose. So I put in some funny things like some. she loves her dog. She has an awesome dog. Some socks that say me and my dog talk shit about you. <laughs> and then <laughs> some candies that say uh, salty bitch. A sticker that says boy bye. Like it was a little breakup box for her, Aww. you know. Those are the last two things I bought. Those things make me, I love gifting. Gifting is my love language. I love get, giving people gifts. So those are the most amazing things that I've purchased in quarantine what about you oh damn i'm i guess i'm just damn selfish because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not buying anybody any happy gifts uh <laughs> i buy my mom groceries but <laughs> Aww, <laughs> that's, that's, a happy that's that's the yeah other than that um so yeah i, I guess i've just been pretty selfish and just buying I did buy a I did buy an audio cord so that it's a twenty footer and maybe down the road you and I can actually be in, relatively Aww. in the same place at the same time doing like the show because it. it it can be uh, you know it's just the energy is different the alcohol sure. just doesn't taste the same when you're not around that's Aww. what I'm trying to say I like that and where's your favorite place to online shop then. Well, I was doing a lot of Amazon uh, at first. I'm not going to lie. I was doing a lot of Amazon. And then, you know, all kinds of things started coming out about Amazon not being as ethical as they could be and and all the things. So I really have started trying to look for some smaller companies, women-owned, minority-owned. I've found a couple of um, black-owned bookstores that I've been buying things for either for work or for personal stuff uh so i'm i really i'm loving the happy box if you haven't seen happy box check it out um i i'm also really into lush like the bath bomb lotion body beauty product kind of place that's fancy I like lush it's fancy but uh, i also i'm trying to entertain a six-year-old constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> in quarantine life um, and we've tried making our own bath bombs twice now, and it's fantastic, and it's not that hard. So it's been super fun. So I think Lush is going to not be getting my money for a little bit because we're experimenting with our own. Wow. And when are you opening up your storefront? Yeah, that's probably not going to happen because the like I try to put them in the molds, but they like as well as I can make round tortillas is <laughs> as well as I can make a round bath bomb. So, oh, if you are new to the show, please, I beg of you, press this, <laughs> press pause on this one and go back to the bonus content in December, the tortilla throwdown, so that you can yeah. see our continent esque tortillas. They're bad. 
I think I made Africa, and you may or may not have made Australia. It was bad. It was pretty bad. Well, but that's I, what we do on the Bocha Podcast. We give of ourselves authentically. Yeah, <laughs> oh, authentically. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And you are listening to the Bocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm still Charlene. And we are uh, still shopping online. There's probably still something in my online shopping cart as we speak. Agreed. You know what this reminds me of, Kat? Back in December, we put out lists mm-hmm. of places that people should be shopping for Christmas. That's an excellent... Uh, you can go back on our Instagram page and find all the all the things, all the places we suggested. And hopefully they're all still doing well and are still in business and... Uh, Yes, this is the Bocha Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Kat, where can people get, you know, more of the Bochas in between episodes? If you don't, if you cannot get enough of us just by listening, (laughs) you can find us on Instagram and you can look up all of the uh, old suggestions on where you can make some purchases. We are also on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And you can go back and start listening from episode one all over again if you love us that much. But while you're there, and if you're in iTunes, don't forget to rate and review us because, you know, that's sharing the love. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your gente to listen. Absolutely. Um, The gift that keeps on giving. We are (laughs) the gift that keeps on giving. I'll just take credit for that. This has been the Pocha Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm still Charlene. (laughs) And we'll still see you (laughs) next time. Peace.